You said you were skating with Tony yesterday. Yeah, it was it was awesome. That's incredible. Yeah. It's awesome that you guys are still such good friends too after all these years. It's been a long oh, time. Oh yeah, man. Just makes That's it even awesome. yeah, stronger bond, you know, as the years pass. Where were you guys skating yesterday? Was it like a competition or just for fun? It's kind of, It was a jam session, like a Legends jam session here in Tampa, Florida at the Tampa Skate Park. Amazing. Yeah. That would have been a good one to see. Yeah, it was fun, man. A lot of the crowd <laughs> dug it, and we were all stoked. I mean, it, it was just a fun time. He didn't He didn't send you with a cease and desist for uh, one Tony Hawk? He was, nope. He was okay. It's fine. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to show you this. So this is... Uh, <laughs> this is my crypto. You know the Cryptodes project? Oh, crazy! It's another project no. drawn drawn by Gramplin, one of the artists from Nouns. So the, uh -huh. the original Crypto does, doesn't have the skateboard, but that was one of my first NFTs. And that's uh, awesome. At one point, Gramplin posted a tweet, and he was like, "You know, tell us some of your lore from your Toad." And I was just like, "You know what? <laughs> I used to love playing." Tony Hawk uh, on, yeah. on PlayStation. He, he was, and uh, I thought, hey, he's got a, he's got a little, uh, he's a toad with a little mohawk. So you know, call him Tony Hawk, and that's how that was born. And then it just kind of I became was just my, say, my web persona. Uh, awesome man, yeah, that's really good. <laughs> but I played a lot of Bob too. I have to say, hey, I, played, that's good. I liked playing both your character. <laughs> it, it, it's, it, uh, it works. Tony Hawk works uh, better than Toad Burnquist. I think Tony Hawk, <laughs> well, you, I mean... you killed it. <laughs> Welcome back to Zero Rights Reserved, a weekly podcast at the intersection of Ethereum, DAOs, NFTs, art, and culture. I'm your host, Tony Hawk, and I'm joined today by a certified legendary guest. He's a professional skateboarder, philanthropist, Web3 enthusiast from Brazil, and perhaps soon a nouner, Mr. Bob Bernquist. Welcome to Zero Pod Bob. Thank you. Thanks, Tony. Thanks. Awesome. Awesome to be here. Yeah, so glad to to meet you in person. I love doing these video uh, interviews because you just, I don't know, there's something about being face-to-face. -face, you get to really have a good chat and uh, get to know people you know, in a way you For can't. Sure. No, and usually in, in, in Web3 or on Twitter, people have their personas or their PFPs, and, you know, and then you're like, all right, there you are. All right, let's let let's go sort of way way back because I'd love to hear a little bit about your origin story. Tell us about your early days in in, in Brazil. You grew up in Rio, I believe, um, and you skated from a, a pretty young age. I think you you started when you were like eleven or or twelve and, and went pro by fourteen. So what what was that like as a young kid in in Brazil? Sure, I was born in Rio de Janeiro and raised in São Paulo. Um, I started skating when I was ten. I actually had. Uh, this soccer ball I let a friend borrow and he lost the ball. And then when I was at his house, he was like, well, I don't know where that ball is, but you can have this board. You know, it was like an exchange. It was like a little fiberglass board. So you almost became a professional footballer, but it was just that close. You know, I would have stopped, you know, I'm asthmatic. So even if I kept that ball, <laughs> I don't think I, I, maybe a good goalkeeper. I mean, I did, I, I wasn't the goal because I was fearless on that in that sense. So, but yeah, I mean, and then that, and then growing up, this was in Sao Paulo. Um, and then just, just a little bit uh, after, and this was back in 87, just like, like just a little bit before. And um, yeah. our constitution was written in 88. So this was like right before 
you know, all that, you know, so we kind of started in a dictatorship and then uh, ended up, you know, uh, passing that. So it was really weird at first. I remember like you couldn't really hang out uh, on the streets and people would, you know, police would treat you like criminals. I mean, in a way it was, it, it was good. I guess being accepted is, is cool, but I think not being accepted was cooler because you just be on the other side, you know, on, on the, uh, on the rebel side of my personality like that. Um, but yeah. obviously being, uh, oppressed is not cool. Um, and having taken your boards away and like all that, and just kind of like, you know, putting you in handcuffs. I mean, they had kids in handcuffs. I mean, just try to scare you out of like, not, you know, skating. So it was illegal to skate. Is that what? what yeah. It was, it was illegal time? to hang out in the corners, right? It was illegal to congregate after a certain time, but it, this was like, I mean, I was merged mm. at the end of it, you know? So like, I, um, um, uh, people that were older than me, like lived a little deeper, um, uh, uh, you know, that whole experience. But, um, mm -hmm. once, once that went through, like, uh, we had pushback from the mayor pushback from, you know, like he was coming on TV prohibiting skateboarding, you know, it was just a, it, it was just a misunderstood transition, right? It was just like, no, this is too much of a rebel movement, you know, can't have that much freedom, you know, because skateboarding is freedom, right? It's, it's like, I mean, as an, as an expression, more so than any other traditional sports, just because you really do what you feel and you express how you feel. You can do the same trick uh, that someone else is doing and you can do it completely different. You can come out with passion in a different way. So it's, it's, it's a completely different game. So I guess that scared, um, you know, conformists, you know, in, in a sense, but, um, yeah, but that was my, you know, experience growing up in Sao Paulo and then a, a vert ramp, uh, uh, ultra skate park was open just three blocks away from my house. And then I started skating that and that was that, you know, and, and, uh, but it was, you know, uh, you know, growing around like a, a lot of poverty, a lot of, uh, uh, contrast and economic experiences, right? So, so that was, you know, intense. I really didn't understand it much. Um, you know, at, at, you know, at then, yeah, obviously, as you grow up, you know, you, you start getting a little bit more, but like, it was just like, skateboarding was an escape. And, uh, you know, it was just a dream of like, hey, just having a good time, having fun. You know, obviously, it wasn't like, hey, I'm going to, become the world champion or I'm going to, you know, do this, but it was like, I just want to skate for the rest of my life. This is amazing, you know, and learning tricks, right. Just progressing. I mean, to me, it was like a way to find the passion so that you in a way kept a straight line, even though with, with a bunch of turns, right. Like, so you just want to make sure yeah. that you're on a track of like, you, you know what you want. You're in love with something you know, when you're a kid, you know, obviously you got your parents, but you're, you're in love with like, you know, a particular activity. So then everything else, you know, whether drugs or even though those things came through and all that, it was just always like, yeah, but I like this, you know, this is what I want. So it gave a straight path, you know, to like navigate all the madness, you know, around. So like a grounding influence in a way. Most definitely. I mean, to this day, but I mean, especially when you're young, um, because when you find something you love and it was easy for my parents to like educate, uh, because once you, cause if you, if, if you have nothing to lose and you don't love anything, it's hard to direct. Right. So you'd be like, oh, well, yeah. if you don't do this in school, you know, uh, you're gonna, you know, this is going to happen to you. It's like, well, I don't care. Right. So, but to I'm going to take your like, skateboard away. Yeah. Oh, then I'll care. You know, and my mom yeah. did a lot of that. And, uh, 
or, <laughs> or, or cut the tires off my bike. Right. And just be like, you know, I'm, I might seem like a nice guy, but I, you know, my mom and, and in the beginning there as a kid, it was, man, I feel for her. Even like when I had, when I had my daughters, she was like bummed because she wanted me to have a, <laughs> a kid, a boy that just like me, you know, that was her thing, but, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, you know, but so like, you know, but it was like, it was a way to educate me into, um, you know, the things that you know she wanted me to do so it was just like well if you take my board away I, you got my attention right so That's awesome. that, that was good yeah you got to use the tools that you got right so yep exactly That's good so how did you, how did you go from you know a young a young kid who's skateboarding to escape uh in brazil to going pro how did one even go pro in skateboarding at that time well funny enough um the ramp, there's all these local events, right? The, actually, the first contest I ever skated, I won, you know, and I thought that, wow, this is easy, you know, like, oh, this is going to be, I mean, so you, I got taken all the way up to the top first go. And obviously there was arrogance in, in, in the sense of like, here, here's a kid, I'm a kid, you know, like I won my first contest and it's like, oh, I'm the man. And then the second contest I got like 32nd or something like, okay. Because, Humbling. Oh man. Like just serious. <laughs> like I was like depressed and it was insane, but, um, it, it, the, it, it, like, it just, it gave me such a hard hit that my third contest, I skated just, um, goofing around. Right. Like I, I was skating, but I was like goofing tricks and sh like, like laughing, like da, da, da. my dad took me to the contest and, and, uh, and at the end of the contest, like he was like walking back to the car and he just wasn't really talking to me. And he was just like, I was like, what's up dad? He's like, well, next time you want me to bring you to a contest, like, I mean, I, I'm not even getting out of bed if that's how you're going to act, you know? And then I was just like, well, you don't get it. You know, like this is how we are. Da, da, da. And he's like, no, man. If I'm not taking you anymore, if you either go, you either want to be here or you don't want to be here. So, but that was like a full on, like three events. Like gave me a hard hit lesson of like, well, you know, and I was upset because it was my dad, you know, and, and I was trying to tell him. And then I realized that like what I was doing was I won the first contest and I got 32nd in the, the second one. I was goofing. So it seemed like I wasn't trying. So whatever place I took, it didn't matter because if I tried hard and then got another hit of like 30th place, you know, and, yeah. and that was in, in my head, you know? And then after that, it was just like, all right, I'm skating, you know, the contest full on and it, whatever happens happens. So it, to that day forward to this day, um, that's why when you see footage or, or all my contests or all, you know, all the skating is like 110%. Because if I don't want to be there, I just don't go, you know, it's like, Hey, this contest, but well, I'm just going to stay home and learn a trick. It's better to know what you want, you know? And that was like uh, kind of that. But when I turned pro, it was all these am contests that we skated and I qualified first, you know, with all the pros as an am as a kid. Right. So that's crazy. Um, all the top, like, you know, the, the pro versus like the transition of, of time there. And then when I qualified first, I was like, Oh man, I can win this contest, you know? And then I got seventh or something, you know, I didn't really do well in the finals, but it, it was like, it, you either took the check 
or and you were if you were an amateur you didn't take the check right and if you're a pro you took the check and i was like i'm pro give me the check you know so that's <laughs> kind of like as as simple as that that's how i turned pro at this event you know and, and right. now nowadays i mean it's like they say there, there's different levels of turning pro, whether you have a board graphic, right? You have a company that puts a board out, you know, and stuff like that. So, but, uh, but yeah, that's how I did it. Yeah. I wanted to ask about that too. Cause like there's, there's something interesting about anybody who goes pro in, in any sport, you know, and obviously takes a tremendous amount of skill, dedication, natural talent, all these things have to come to a confluence to go pro in any sport, but it's interesting the way that you did it and the way that Tony did it and others uh, in your sort of cohort, because you were also like at the vanguard of the sport, like the sport wasn't huge yet, but you guys made it huge. What was that like? Like, what was it like to bring skateboarding into the mainstream in a way? Well, I I don't think um on 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 my part I was just skating and having a good time and doing my thing and I wasn't thinking about that. On Tony's side, I think he was way further ahead um in 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 the era where it it went big. When I started skating, you know, Tony did a show in 89 in Brazil, like yeah. he's already doing demos there, you know. So I was talking about that yesterday. I was like, I remember when you were doing demos in Brazil. Like I'm just a young rat, and I my dad didn't take me to the <laughs> show. I was super bummed. But um, that's him pushing skateboarding into the masses of other countries, right? Like that travel. I understand now that when I show up somewhere and I do a demo, wherever it is, right? Um, you you uh, create waves right of like inspiration and push and energy towards that scene you know and he did that christian hosoy did that um and that just uh fired up and fueled up the scene and as skateboarders uh, like lincoln ueda who came before me got like fourth place in, in in germany for the first time as a as a brazilian skateboarder you know so all of us start believing like oh this this is incredible um and then uh Tony's there pushing and pushing and pushing in that mainstream uh, field. Now, when I came around in 95 and skated this uh, Slam City Jam contest and won, I got invited to the first extreme games, right? This is the first time, you know, the TV, big TV uh, happened. I mean, I guess in the 80s, a little bit of that happened with like Swatch Impact Tour and like all the stuff that was going down. But like it just and then it revived and then Tony was there for the first one and he was already he almost like came back from retirement to like in in, in skate the first extreme games and then he won yeah and got second or something (laughs) they created this like like now you have a figure and espn is pushing this you know figure and it's going to the masses because now you have uh an identifiable hero in the sense right i mean it it happens that way in sports right and then all of a sudden he gets like it's like michael michael jordan moment though Exactly. And then all of a sudden he gets his video game and then like, boom, it's pushed out the masses. Tony's always pushing in it. It's, it's great. We were there. I was there for the first game. I was there. We we're part of that. But Tony definitely carries and, and, and punctures uh, through, you know, and creating that bridge, you know, so. Can you talk a little bit about Tony Hawk, uh, the game and, and how you got involved with that and what that was like? It must have been kind of crazy to be involved in that. Sure. Um, you know, uh, before I, before I go into that in Belgium in 1993, I went and skated this, uh, 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 I went to Germany to like skate the events in Europe. So like the, when I landed in Germany, I broke my foot the next morning. It was like super, man, I was oh, so no. bummed. It was like the day after, right? Like I slept in the car and then like went to the park and then broke my foot on a kickflip kick turn. It was like some weird little, um, uh, bail. And then, uh, hmm. 
the weekend after was the contest and I was like, I'm skating this. So I skated on a broken foot, super painful, like crazy painful, but I had oh, to skate. Gosh. Right. And then, you know, so all those guys were like, Oh, what the hell is this crazy kid? You know? So they're come talking to me. I'm like, Dude, it was just all my idols, you know, just tripping out, but I couldn't skate. I couldn't show my skateboarding, you know, and it was just super frustrating. And then when it went to Belgium, yeah, the weekend after I was like a little better. I mean, it's two weeks after a fracture. I mean, it was like just a little better, but I was able to skate a little uh, more. And my run was after Tony Hawk. Right. And and I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is insane. So I did a nose blunt back revert and no one was really doing that in, at that time. And I, and they were like, oh, man, they come and talk to me. And then that night we went to you know, get something to eat and everyone was hanging around. Tony Hawk is playing pinball. Like he was like, you know, he's like, and then, and, and, and I was just looking at him, you know, and, and he, Tony's really good at, uh, helping people not be uncomfortable around him because obviously it's Tony Hawk, you know, and, and yeah. definitely learned a lot and people come up to me. So, you know, you try to like bring it down. So it's not, you know, weird, but he was just like, Hey, you want to, you know, play? And, and I was like, yeah, I'd like, you know, so I played pinball with Tony, you know, and, yeah. and that stayed, you know, I was just like, this is amazing. This is incredible. Whatever went back. Years later, uh, you know, 95 happened. I, I won Slam City Jam, got invited to the Extreme Games. So I started skating with him a lot more and, and in the scene. Then I started uh, winning where, you know, he got second, I won. And then the other way around. And then all of this, like, back and forth. So you would think that um, Tony or any other top competitor, that if the, an opportunity like a game or anything in, in, that, in that matter came, like, he wouldn't involve me. Right. Because in yeah. a way it's like, hey, I'm going to throw sand in this kid's, you know, uh, truck, you know, as he's like yeah. coming up. But it shows how Tony and how incredibly gracious he is. He's like not only he called me, but he called me first, you know, and in the demo game, it was just him and I, you know, as characters. Right. And 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 uh, this was in 1999, I think. And I remember we we're at like Northampton in England. And here we are again, but now it's a arcade with the Tony Hawk Pro Skater demo, him and I as a character, yeah. you know, and I'm going like, this is crazy. Just a few years ago, <laughs> I was playing pinball with him and tripping out. Yeah. Right. So that's kind of how it came along. And then after that, he called out, you know, all the other skaters and the game was ready, blah, blah, blah. And then, and it was out. So, and we had no idea it was going to um, do what it did and end up the way it no. ended up. That's that's really cool. That's kind of what I was uh, getting at a little bit earlier about just being sort of like on the vanguard of the mainstream. Like even though Tony was putting in work for many years, like you said before that, I think it was when the game came out and it became a smash and like X Games was on the big screen and like everybody really started going crazy for skateboarding, which was cool to see. Well, and he lands the 900. The day, right. Like, he, he lands – I mean the story is just incredible. I mean he lands the 9 in 1999 – with game launch at X Games, yeah. this whole push. I mean, it was just like, you know, uh, it, it was just meant to be in a sense because it just pushed this whole, you know, attention to Tony, attention to skateboarding. And now you have a game and it pushed uh, the game into and it pushed skateboarding into people's living rooms. So now you're playing with your dad, you're playing with your mom. And then, you know, grandma gets a little like, you know, I'll play with my, you know, the uh, uh, granddaughter or grandkid and then play. And then, oh, kickflip indie, like, oh, 540. So now he started like showing up at places and and people that you wouldn't think, you know, would know anything about skateboarding. They'd be like, oh, kickflip indie, you know, 900, like, ta you know, naming the names because it's in the game, you know. So that was definitely cool. So how 
How do you think the subculture of skating has maintained its strong ties despite going mainstream? Because I, I think, you know, th- that's definitely the case that people who do skate, you know, that there's a camaraderie, there's a family there, uh, a really strong subculture that has remained strong and maybe even gotten stronger despite being more popular as well, more broadly. Well, I think that's just as there, there's many aspects and there's many um, uh, uh, sides and roads to skateboarding, right? I mean, because skateboarding is very cultural and it's very um, – everyone has it, their own personality and, and they do what they do. I mean, you have skateboarders in every walk of life, you know, from police officers, pilots, you know, uh, you know, nowadays with the drainage, as it grows, people in government, people, you know, it's like skateboarding, right? So yeah. you can't be like, just like, oh, skateboarding is one way or skateboarding listens to this type of music or skateboarding likes this type of thing. Maybe in the beginning, it was a little bit like that in shape. And then now it's just like, all over the place. So, uh, in, in that way, um, you can be an Olympic skateboarder, right. Pursuing that Avenue. Um, mm-hmm. and you can have the complete, just lifestyle, no competition, just skate, you know, because you use your skateboard to go to work and back. And then you skate in the weekends. You're just kind of putting it out there and art and whatever, like you can have that. And then, you know, you can have the pro that's full on pro, but it doesn't compete, just does video parts, or you can have the guy that runs festivals. You can hype. So all you got to do is like, okay, what, what, what is the gathering? How, what we want to do? I mean, there's so many different events and so many different ideas like this one at Tampa. I was just at the Tampa am, you know, uh, vert legends demo last night. Um, and it was incredible. I mean, it was just completely different than, um, what you're seeing now. And I think that that really goes to, you know, Brian Schaefer from Tampa skate park, you know, he's been around for a long time and, you know, it was always the traditional event before X games, before X games, Tampa, you know, like was, was there. And then all that came through and Olympics and all these crazy events due to her X games, Tampa was always there. And now it's like coming back full circle where you can have those crazy events that you see um, the qualifiers and all the stuff for the Olympics. And then you go to an event like last night and it's like fire breathing people on the roof. You got like fireworks and, you know, the skating and everyone coming together, old school, new school. You know, you got this, you know, a mix and the energy's there. And it's with the Tampa Am, which is the amateur contest. All these young, incredible skateboarders are just watching, you know, the street, you know, and then they'll have the concrete jam later today. So what keeps it cultural is that there are uh, intense, uh, heavy cultural events still. Right. Because there's a vacuum. I mean, when Olympics came in, yes, all that's all we were talking about because it was a big deal to, you know, the first time, whatever. But after the fact, there's this cultural vacuum of events. And then now it's like being filled with these like, all right, well, you can do that. But look at this, you know, so maybe you start skating because you watched Raisa win. Um the, the, the metal, you know, at the Olympics, you watch this little, you know, incredible, all these kids skating, but once you yeah. start, then you dive into culture, then you get the, you know, the, then you, the reason to stay skateboarding might not be to win a gold medal. Right. I mean, that's cool, right. but you know, it's like the, the reason you stay is different. Makes sense. And since we're talking about the subculture, maybe it's a good time to sort of talk a little bit about NARS now. 
Um, mm. NarsDAO, for anyone who's listening is not familiar, it's a sub-DAO or a, a fork of nouns that is all about extreme sports and, and started with a, a, a big focus on skateboarding. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that's how you first found out about nouns. So I, I'd love to hear a little bit about the story. How did you meet Gami, the founder of NARS, and, and how did you get involved with NARS? I like saying skateboarding is not an extreme sport. I, we try to use that. <laughs> we, we, we keep that word out. You know, that was extreme games like okay. back in 95. But um, right. what, and, it's, and it's funny because whatever the name doesn't matter. But I think that the, the, the main thing is that there's this like lifestyle, like high performance and, you know, uh, uh, activity that, you know, is, is crossed over now into all these different like you, you, you can – add surfing skating snowboarding skydiving you know moto you can add all these things into like you know bundle it up so you understand what the vision is and i think that having something like nars uh just like x games because i really uh, compare it to because it's like really similar in a sense because x games in, in like has all these events but in all these different activities but it's a competition and yep. nars is a cultural uh, uh, community, right? Because Web3 obviously is, is bringing a, a all those together. Uh, and when I found out um, about NARS, really, I, I found out about nouns, like um, I was, I've been working on um, Skateboarding Cares as a, as a social program in Brazil that translates to Skateboarding Cares. The name is Instituto Skate Cuida. So Skate Cuida is Skateboarding Cares. So when I was when I was uh, doing that, I'm obviously as an uh, you know looking for donations. So I was constantly uh, you know proposing brands, people donating for this, that, that, that. and then um, I came across nouns as as an opportunity to put a prop up. These guys from Paradigm Education here in Brazil, they have uh, some incredible crypto reports, and there's a great group here, uh, Felipe Gaúcho. I did a podcast with him, and. You know, and then I was like, man, it, 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 he was like, maybe you should try to uh, put a prop up and, you know, announce prop. I was like, well, what's that? You know, and oh, it's this. And then they helped me, uh, Giriba, who's actually a toad as well. Um, his, I know Giriba, his, yeah. He, yeah, Giriba. So super cool dude. He helped me put the prop together, you know, and to understand, right, like what was going on. And then we're going to do this. We're going to do that. So they helped me put this prop up. And I think it was prop 142. Um, and... And uh, I was like, wow, that's that's really cool, because I was already into, you know, Web3 and, and but the, the public good like um, PFP project like that. I mean, that to me made sense. Actually, when I found out about nouns, I was like, OK, now Web3, you know, makes way more sense. I understand now the governance. Why? Right. Not just like, hey, an invite to this party or you have this and you go there. It, it went deeper into um, community helping each other out right so that's kind of like how and then once that prop passed i think it was like a 12 and a half eth prop um it was incredible we we bought some vr glasses for the kids we bought a bunch of computers started like programming class uh lessons we we got like 120 uh um wallets open or whatever and we got the kids into like figuring out like learning about nft so it's really cool. art bunch of art everywhere and it was like wow, this is, this is really cool. It means that you can just put any kind of prop up. You don't have to be an institute. I did it as an, uh, you know, as a, I'm already at a, a .org, right? So, you know, I did it officially, but it really shows that you don't need anything like that set up, 501c3, any of that. 
all you got to do is like put a prop up and if you got a good you know reason you know people will pass it or they won't you know so um i thought that that was pretty cool and then once i dove into that obviously then nars came in spoke to gami met him you know and and it was just like that's cool this makes sense you know now it's this whole other you know area of of uh, uh of activity you know i guess sub niching out uh nouns because now nouns became such a big community right there's people from all walks you know and th that do everything and uh, so it's really good to kind of niche it out you know and then from that nars you know uh niche which is still pretty broad um uh we were able to like lock in and with the that's gnarly tool you know social media content and you know web3 then i was like hey we need escape it's cool to have skateboarding in it but skateboarding needs its own thing where people get drawn away like you know so like you're gonna have a hard time you know, bringing in a thrasher or any of the core brands if you have other sports involved, right? So then right. that's when I was talking to them. And then that's where we came up with a skateboarding cares um, section of that's gnarly. So now it's cool because then they niche out. You got Surf Guru Dow, you got like skateboarding cares Dow, you got the flying nomads or whatever, you got the, you know, the air stuff. So it's cool to, to split it up and then kind of each have their own thing. But it really, I think, having NARS uh, get started like that, just exciting and getting people into, um, I guess, getting people on chain and learning more about w what this does. And public good, I think, is a way that uh, grabs people's attention because it grabs their heart, right? So, I mean, I think that's the best way. Yeah, I think that's so true. And what you said about niching it out is really important too. I've often said that if you're trying to create, if you're trying to build a brand like maybe Nouns is, it makes so much more sense to, build it out in different regions and different languages and different cultures and different sub sub genres, because people already feel connected to those communities. Right. So then, like you said, you know, they're already connected to these people who love skateboarding or they're already connected to these people who are Brazilian or they're already connected to these people who are Japanese or they speak the same language. And then the nouns gets built on top of it. And it's very easy for them to build strong communities. That's right. No, that's, that's totally right. I mean, and it's, and it's incredible to see just how strong, it gets even at a weak uh point moment in the sense of like um web bear three, market right? vibes yeah <laughs> bear market vibes and uh, misunderstanding and obviously a lot of hits and a lot of you know uh drama you know so um it definitely it's at a time where it's like well if there's anything that um uh makes sense now is to highlight projects that are real right so anytime you drop off the fakes or even the fakes are just the waste, right? Or any kind of like, I mean, what is the reason here? And then once you realize that what's behind it is public good, what's behind it, you know, is trying to help each other out, you know, uh, it's actual, you know, the, 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 the democracy and voting here or go there or do this. Um, I think it's the type of project that gives, that should be highlighted in, 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 in giving the space a better, uh, image and name, right? Because if if you put two projects aside and you, and you have one that's just about some expensive NFTs, and that's cool if you got the money you want to spend on that, it's all good. Um, but then you have this other uh, project that 
Yes, they're expensive NFTs, but that goes to a treasury and then the treasury, you know, gets used uh, for public good. And, you know, obviously you can pass. I mean, it could be public good or not because, I mean, it's about voting. Right. But mostly it's about public good. So then that makes more sense. Right. And then you highlight that type of project. Then you start bringing a little bit more positive light into, you know, the space again. And I guess you create. And also. And also nouns are expensive, yes, but, you know, NarsDAO tokens are, are not that expensive. You know, little nouns are not expensive. Food nouns are not expensive. So because of the CC0 aspect, there's all these other ways people can get involved and still do public good without having to shell out 20, 30 ETH as well, which is nice. Mm-hmm. For sure. No, I mean, it's all about the different size treasuries and what you can do, right? I mean, but what I'm saying is like the expenses, as far as it being expensive, it's really relative. But when you compare the top, expensive projects the nouns just like goes by far the best one because of its moto behind you know it being expensive you know not just because you can be at a certain party or with a certain thing or just you know whatever i mean if you want to flaunt that you spent this all this money on this nft because you have it that's cool but having a reason behind it is much better and if that reason is helping each other out even better right so so, and that's how you get people i I think that governance and props and and uh and and that kind of um um, uh, tool is what brings more and more people in because i got excited i was i was already in it had my nfts on tezos right i was like oh this is cool to connect with people and this is awesome and this is that that but once uh i realized that you can actually you know put up a prop on something and then pass a 12 and a half ETH prop and help these kids out and buy these computers and make movement like that. Because I mean, I can ask a community, a web three community for money, or I can ask a uh, Brazilian bank for money. You know, I'm sponsored by bank of Brazil, you know, and, and, and yeah. we do incredible things together and we do awesome things. And then I can ask a, you know, uh, a drink company money. It's the same. It's, you have to put a prop up, you have to present it. And that was always my meanings because as a social, you know, uh, uh, heading the social program, I'm always asking for money, you know, to help this and yeah. to do that. So when I found nouns, it was like, oh, this is like, this makes sense. It's the perfect fit. And I get this, you know, so that's exciting. And then you get more excited about the, you know, the, the, the governance part. And then having social media with governance, you know, it's not a like button. It's a upvote. And as you vote, you and support you get governance tokens and those governance tokens help you pass props i mean that's like once people get that i think that um it's just going to be a, an exodus you know because as more, the more and more people understand it you know it, it makes way more sense even physical product that you can buy you know i sold a physical product on skateboardingcares.com i was at an event um uh at blockchain rio we had a stand you know i'm a partner in nft brazil um so we put up a a booth and you know we're at blockchain rio and and this guy was like hey i want you to be a part of the podcast and i was like well sure just you know donate something to to skateboarding cares and i'll be a part of your podcast right i was just busy and i was just like if you do that i mean i'm I'm there he's like all right well i want a board you know can you sign a board i'm like sure i'll put it up on on uh skateboardingcares.com shop and you know he purchased it as we were doing the podcast. So his experience there and, oh, you know, his uh, Google account and then put his credit card in and then bought it. But it was a physical yeah. product, 
you know, and then he got some governance tokens with it, you know, so we were talking about it and it was super easy to just kind of flow through there. And, you know, so I think more and more, you know, it, it, you're going to see that. And if I can help it and as I'm, you know, uh, progressing with the tool, you know, I want add that feature and add a lot more option on the physical product side. Talking about public good, uh, we had a guest on our podcast about a month ago, Binji Panda from Optimism Collective. And the Optimism L2 has done a really good job of rewarding people who contribute to the collective and contribute to Ethereum with retro public goods funding. And one thing that Benji said, which really stuck with me, is that he loved part of the reason why he wanted to work for Optimism is because they're integrating public goods funding with like the financial layer, which kind of goes touches on what you were just talking about there a moment ago, Bob, where like trying to trying to raise funding for good causes you're like going to all these different places and asking here and asking there and there's it's such a huge unlock with with blockchain to be able to just say if you like this buy this nft and it's like a, a you know one click in a way and all that eth or all that money can go to skateboard cares or uh, at any of these you know uh really great causes so uh, what what are your thoughts on the future of, of public goods funding, you know, in the context of Web3 or in the context of NFTs? Um, well, I look at like um, uh, a project like the, the Uganda skateboarding crew there, right? They have their, their social media and a lot of us were, um, you know, I got... Uh, 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 experience from just watching these, these skateboarders skate this crazy park that wasn't really that good and little mega ramp thing, but they're just ripping boards aren't that great, right? And they're ripping and they're putting the footage out, you know, on, on their socials, just like Skatistan or the, the you know, the Afghanistan um, social program there uh, with the girls and skating, you know, you get, you, you get to see that because of social media, but to help right. them out, you know, really, it, it, you know, it was like, you'd have to find out, you know, who's doing the foundation and try to see if you can get, you know, some money to them. You know, it's a little, or even like the skate park foundation that Tony has, like they built over 800 parks, right? Like, so, but, but you have to find a way to, 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 to help them out. Right. They're either reaching you out, you know, to, to, to get a donation when you have social media and web three tooling uh, together, you don't need to find anyone. You just, support right you don't need to go and oh how do i no you just go and you put a video out and you can you know support with three bucks and and people all around the world can support with however money they they, they got but directly into that um project um so i think that that to me changes the game uh to helping each other out as a community but it just making it easier to help you know to to help out and then once you understand that the more you help you have an opportunity to get help, you know? So if you help a bunch, you get governance tokens, then you could submit your prop and then you can vote and you can get people in your social media to understand or other people that are, you know, adding content could add your initiative, um, whatever it is, just like you would, if you go buy a product on Amazon, you have a ton of different um, ONGs to just choose. Oh, I'll do 15 bucks to, Greenpeace or whatever, right? Like I'll do this to that. Yeah, it's just like kind of like that, but just in a in a wallet setup. But now the whole time that that content is up, you know, as a you know NFT, um, and people are supporting it, that's the division that it goes out to. So you can connect uh, content to initiatives and, and then push that. I mean, to me, I, I think that that is really because skateboarding is all about help helping each other out. 
Um, and, you know, I think that that sense of community around the world without the middleman is, is a great way, you know, to tell your story and get help. Cause a lot of times people are more concerned or at least, you know, um, about your problems and even the closest people around you. So web three brings everyone around the world, super close together. Uh, and you know, you might have someone out in Japan more, uh, in tune with your problems than, you know, your local government official. Right. So I think that that's, uh, uh, that, that connection is, is huge. Have you found similarities between skate culture and, and web three? And if so, what do you think is similar? Well, especially when I was starting skateboarding, like I mentioned before, you got a lot of pushback and, you know, and, and that's what you get uh, now. Maybe, maybe people starting to get it a little more now with web three and, you know, going massifying a little bit, but it's still because of the hit and, you know, uh, uh, and, and all the bad rap and news and things that went down, you're still yeah. in, in this corner of like, um, it's like a rebel corner, right? Like, why are you doing that? You know, um, you shouldn't be doing that. That is bad. Right? Yeah. You get the, you know, so you get a lot of that. Well, that's, I don't know how many times I've heard that in skateboarding, right? When, when I was starting skating, you know, now it's like, you know, I'll go skate a spot and the security card will, will come over and kick me out. And then he's like, Oh, Bob, Oh, that's crazy. Shit. Okay. <laughs> you can give, give it a couple more times. You know, and I'm like, well, <laughs> No, kick me out, man. Like, just, just kick me out. Um, but, I just want to get kicked out one more time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or you're running from cops and you're a pro, right? Like, and you're, you're not running, you're running because you're skating somewhere. Right. So it's like, um, there's that, that similarity, even though that kind of feeling never goes away, you know, depending on what you do, if you want to just feel that again, just go jump into someone's backyard to skate a pool without permission, you know? <laughs> You're going to yeah. call the cops are going to call you're going to get trespassing. You might go to jail. You know, if you want that feeling that's there, but I mean, uh, you can always knock on the door and say, Hey, and they're like, Oh, well, it's crazy. Bob, well, give me a six pack and you <laughs> buy him some beer and you go skate. You know, there's ways to yeah. talk to people, you know? Uh, and I think that, um, in a sense, web three, you know, even though it's got this like uh, bad rap and, and all this negative uh, energy towards it, there are ways to talk to people and to have uh, the public good side is a way in, you know, to people to get it more and to understand it more and then break the barriers. Right. So you're we're breaking barriers and peeling um, layers, you know, so that's what's that's what's going on. And, and, and that pushback is very similar to uh the 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 rebel you know uh aspect of skateboarding or the punk the punk side or what have you right it comes from that i mean the whole i mean crypto punks is a project you know that, that's kind of like how you know uh it, it was it was born in the sense right um so it's kind mm -hmm. of like cool to to see how you can be mainstream because to me nouns is is mainstream you know it, it's like you get there <laughs> hopefully no but it within web3 you know, it's right, like yeah. this, this top project. I mean, it's, it's a, you know, it's something that you talk about a lot more than all these other projects that we're talking about, you know, and now is there, and it's like, if there's an example, I mean, to me, it's like, you know, the nouns, uh, Dow, you know, I like using it regardless of what, you know, uh, my involvement or how I've been a part of it. Like ever, since I learned from nouns Dow, I use it a lot because it is an example of, of peeling layers and breaking in and, and trying to get people to understand it more, you know? 
Is there any interesting props that kind of caught your eye when you were looking into nouns? Any anything that uh, nouns has done that you were like, wow, that's really cool? One example I use a lot was, I mean, it might have been a mini prop too. It wasn't like a full prop. I think it was a three ETH prop, but it was um, someone in Sao Paulo put a prop up to buy uh, sweatshirts to people on the streets. Oh yeah, that room. You know, that's super cool. That to me was like. Wow. I, I mean, I use it all the time. I'm using it here because you asked, but like, I think that, you know, when I, when I mention it, it's just kind of like, it's all about wanting to help and it doesn't take a lot. Right. I mean, it's three ETH and you punch it the sweatshirts, you put the prop up, you did it, went out and delivered it. Cool. Yeah. That's it. It wasn't attached to skateboarding when it was, it was attached to someone, you know, uh, thinking about, other people's uh, situation and trying to do something with the tools that he learned and he knows he's like, well, I know about this Dow. I mean, the people on the streets had no idea what that is. They don't know what the glasses are. They got the, all they cared about was like that sweatshirt they put on, you know, and, and, and that's it, you know? So, I mean, to me, I, I, that explains it, you know, and really puts it out there to, to people to, you know, if you learn, you know, something, that's why like in the Institute and the work I do, um, one of the main things is like teaching people to, you know, to, to, to use this tool, like, you know, and now you have, you know, you, for good. you have, yeah, for good. You have, you have AI. I mean, I don't know how to put a prop up. We'll ask the you know AI to give you a, you know, some kind of like structure and then you just da, 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 you, you work it out. So really, you know, using the social media, AI, DAOs, I mean, you can do a lot. So it's knowledge into, uh, you willingness, um, you know, transforms. One of my friends in the space, uh, his name is Carlos Melgar. He's with uh, Gitcoin and he also has an organization called Web3 Beach. And he coined this phrase called impact onboarding to describe what they do, where they do beach cleanups. And then they actually re reward people in Honduras and Japan and all over the world with little bits of USDC to thank them for their their volunteer labor and, and onboard them to get new wallets and whatnot. And I, ever since I first heard that, term i just fell in love with it because i think that's really what we need to strive to do in this industry is like give people a positive touch point to be onboarded to crypto so instead of it all just being speculation and scams and whatever it's exactly what you're saying it's like what how can you help your fellow man and use crypto as a tool to do that that's right i mean we would we we haven't used that term but we were talking about that right it's like it's impact onboarding i mean how what what better way than to uh, tell these stories and how you can help people out and and, uh, and then have people think twice about what their you know first impression was and it's really hard. I mean, when people get a first impression, like with anything, that's a hard break, right? Like, so it's really important to push out you know uh, projects. You know, really think about stuff before you do it because once you do. That is the first impression. And for you to break that, it'll take a little bit more. So I think a lot of people got um, a bad experience or someone like, hey, invest in Bitcoin. And then you're like, I don't know how to do it. I'll do it for you. You know, and then yeah. uh, just give me the money. I mean, that it takes Same away that whole world. Right. Yeah. So but and then they they go and they dive in. Oh, this is going to be great. and make a bunch of money. Da, 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 and then boom, the money's gone. And then they're like, Bitcoin's a scheme. Oh, no, no. No, people scheme. You know, and you can do yep. it however, you know, you can come up in. But once you don't understand it, you know, you're like, well, you, 
giving people your keys or whatever. And it's not, I mean, everyone is susceptible, whether you're really deep into crypto or not. I mean, there are stories where you get oh, scammed, yeah. you get fished, you get like, you know, the site you got to watch week. out. People, totally. People totally. who are like OGs, you know, like Ethereum oh, OGs yeah. and they're getting scammed totally. or fished or whatever. It's sad. But so, yeah. so it's, it's, you know, I think the security um, uh, conversation, you know, uh, needs to be had a lot, the education side, right. And, um, and, and really, you know, understand that if you're, the, this is giving power right to you and you're controlling that, but know that once you control that power, you're also susceptible to attack, you know, and then you just have to make sure that, you know, um, you, 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 yeah, you it's, it's like, it right it's so. like that cliche with great power comes with great responsibility. Exactly. It's a cliche for a reason. I mean, you're literally carrying your assets around on your back at this point, you are self sovereign. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that is great and it's freeing and it's all these amazing things, but it's also, you know, scary in a way if you're not prepared. So, Totally. That's one thing we try to do at, at the Noun Square. We try to sort of have that focus on education mm. so people can feel a little more educated, a little more, uh, you know, ready for, for the challenge of, of custodying your own assets. It can be Most definitely. harrowing sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and as we start to wind down here, I do want to talk about the proposal that's currently up in Nouns now. There's currently a proposal up uh, to retro gift you a noun, uh, which is a skateboard, a skateboard head now, of course. Uh, what else could it be? And uh, I'd love to ask you a little bit about your thoughts on, on this prop and, and the, the prospects of potentially joining the DAO as, as a governing member. Sure. Well, um, first, I got to thank Gami uh, for, for putting that out. It wasn't something that I reached out to him or was like, oh, I'd love to get a noun or whatever. You know, it was like, yeah. Uh, the whole time, you know, that I was involved was through the Institute and, you know, trying to help uh, putting props up to help my, my the kids that that we were working with and you know as a part of nft brazil i was a part of that prop you know to push and try to get people to um into nfts and as a whole country right like we did our first yeah. event at the bnl which is a big traditional place so it's just really cool as i'm involved obviously nouns is there um and then the nars thing right i had my nars and a part of that's gnarly oh this is cool movement that's you know so just always there pushing pushing and and, and being involved and then all of a sudden i get a uh, a message from Gami and he explained to me a little bit about what happened, you know, the recent fork and all that was going down. And they had this, you know, you had this uh, idea of, of uh, bringing people in that uh, instead of just having someone come in and buy all the nouns that went back into the, you know, in the treasury and they just like try to onboard people. And he thought that the skateboard head and because of my involvement, he wanted to put this prop out. What did I think? You know? And I was like, wow, man, that's yeah. super cool. You know, uh, that's awesome, but that's a lot of responsibility. Let me read it out. What do you what what do you expect? I mean, what's the deal? Because I, I wouldn't take it lightly and I don't. Um, and, mm -hmm. you know, for the longest time, even before this prop, uh, even though I wasn't in that afford mode to get one myself, um, I would reach out to other friends uh, and investors. I have a couple of companies I raise money for, you know, and just the people I know. I was trying to get them to buy a noun, right? Like some, a couple okay. of Brazilians. Yeah. Like, Hey, why don't you look at this? You know, the guys from, you know, the agencies that run the WSL events, um, street leagues, all the events like here in Brazil, like some of the, my, one of my partners in, in Pharma Leaf. And I was like, Hey, if you get a noun, if you get a noun, you know, you don't have to learn and know about what's going on. You can delegate it to me and we can create this movement. You know, so I started yeah. pushing and moving in that sense, you know, to try and uh, 
uh, in some way create like a, a little group of uh, 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 action sports or activity, you know, and then all of a sudden it, it didn't, I was pushing it, didn't really go through or still educating. And this was even before the fourth. This was like might have been like a year ago. Um, and then it kind of stayed in the back there. But it, it was always, you know, uh, kind of hovering to like somehow get a noun, you know, or get someone to get a noun or, you know, or whatever. And then when Gami reached out, I was like, well, this is way too cool, man. I really appreciate it. But what do you expect? Right. Like, so um, I think at this point, it's like. I think in the beginning he wrote something like I was going to be too busy and I wasn't going to participate in governance so much, but I would delegate whatever. And then I was like, no, man, not at all. I mean, I would try to um, uh, be as active as possible. I super dig the governance side um, and uh, I wouldn't yeah. be delegating it, you know, and, and um, but I think that it's an opportunity to do more of what I'm already doing instead of, you know, asking other nouners to submit the prop you know, we can create this movement and push and, you know, and submit prop um, ourselves, right? And I hear that there's a, a change in that. I think it was a two-noun prop submission before, and they go back to one from what I hear. Yeah, it's a percentage. It's a percentage basis. So because of the fork, it's back down to one. It will eventually go back up to two. But, of course, right. with uh, the candidates, with the candidates feature now, you can put a prop up no matter what and just uh, right. you know, and that's cool. get some other people on board. Yeah, yeah, and that was a cool – I think that that was very uh, – educational as well because you know it, it, it makes sense to candidate and then see what how what the movements are make some changes that are, and then go on chain right so uh, but i mean i'm i'm uh i'm excited i think it's a great group and you know it's awesome to see where it's at i think it was at you know 70 something uh to 10 and it, we got a couple of more days um so it looks like it's it, it looks like it could pass you know and and just you know excited to even have the opportunity to be a part of it and and especially with the skateboard head right <laughs> so that's that, that there's a lot of cool things that i'm working on a lot of cool things we can do together and all of gummies you know beyond nouns with nars and and i just saw that get uh that other prop that just passed to get a million on chain you know, so there's there's definitely a lot we can do there. And there's a lot of movement that, uh, you know, because I'm a partner in NFT Brazil, we're doing a lot of Web3, like every big tech, like Rio Innovation Week, we were there, you know, and it's kind of small Web3 um, involvement. But for next year, from our push, it might be bigger, right? And then we're doing more of NFT Brazil. And we're doing monthly events in shantytowns, favelas, like, uh, you know, possibly hackathons and, 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 and different, uh, uh, situations where I feel like it just helped grow the web three movement and really taking it even to like a TV show, radio station shows like massifying learning. I mean, that's, I think that that's, uh, the exciting part is I all have a big community behind, you know, uh, me to, you know, um, help, you know, further the cause. Amazing. I, I just checked the prop, by the way, and you're right. It's sitting at about 79 to 10 uh, as we record this on, on Saturday. Uh, the prop ends tomorrow. So by the time this comes out on uh, late Monday or early Tuesday, uh, hopefully uh, I can say welcome to Nounsdow. It's looking pretty looking pretty good. I don't want to jinx it, but it's looking pretty right good on. at this point. So I, I'm yeah. excited. I, for one, am excited to have you in the Dow. I think it's great for us to have different voices, especially different voices of people who have been successful um, and and have made an impact in their own sphere of influence, and you definitely obviously fall into that category. So I'm I'm excited to see what you do and what you bring to nouns. Uh, the last question that I had down here was I was just curious to hear 
you know, what you're most excited for in terms of how you'll impact or how you'll participate in nouns uh, if, if this prop passes tomorrow over the well, next, say, six months or two a year? Sure. Um, like I said, I, you know, we already have projects uh, that are, are ongoing right now. We have a, um, a, a programming class like Python, Syntax, more like Web2 stuff, it, it, favelas, right? So we go to like low income and then uh, my, my buddies at Platform Impact, uh, that we team up and then we take programming lessons, right? Like uh, to, to these kids. So and, and it all started from Prop 142 and getting computers. And I had the guys from Tezos Brazil donate some computers as well. So it was just like this group to, to, to help further it. And then we started this um, other uh, uh, project also, you know, in programming. So what I feel like is going to be good is like to extend what's already happening and keep growing in other places. It always, they always have skateboarding, you know, obviously as a tool, as one of the main things, but that is like, First, bringing because you got to learn to read, right? And then like English, and then programming, yep. right? And then Web three, and then later Web three programming. But for you to like get into that, you know, you have to have a reason, right? And if the reason is to better your community, then you're gonna dive yep. in. And a lot of these guys, that's it's normal for the younger generation to understand what's going on than the older generation. But as we push this through and really, you know. Uh, it's, it's going to go pretty close parallel to Skateboarding Cares Institute, right? Because it's what, it's what I do and it's what, and if I can keep that and any prop that I put out for any program that I want to do for the Institute that I go to Bank of Brazil or go to any other sponsor, right? It's to me, it's just going to mirror and go right into uh, Nouns Dow, right? And then see what, see how it feels and, and how it goes. But I think it's getting people on educating TV shows, NFT events, right? And just like uh, whether it's art speaking, right? It's, it's things that we do and we're just going to um, add uh, a nouns and get this big community behind what's already been going on. Amazing. We can do some impact onboarding together, hopefully. That's right. Most definitely. I love it. Um, you said you're gonna. You have another event later today, a concrete jam. Is that what you said? You're skating again? Yep, there's a concrete jam. I'm going to go watch those guys jam into the concrete. I'm just going to, I had a, I had a blast last night. I'm going to just chill and watch. It's just the madness, but just go interact. And one of the cool things I've been talking to skate park of Tampa and all those guys about, uh, you know, nouns about NARS and about web three, about skateboarding care. So I'm really here to push that. I've been telling them there's like this, uh, organization called grind for life and they raise money for cancer. Mike Rogers for the longest time. Mm -hmm. And as these other guys are bored for bros, right. I'm like, cruising around the event and there's all these little booths, right? And there's so many booths of like, you know, helping in a way, right? So like, like 501c3s or we're going to say bigger, bigger things. But so to me, I'm looking to talking to everyone. I was like, dude, have you guys heard, you know, of like putting up an initiative, you know, web three, like check it out, skateboardingcares.com. So I'm going to try and be here to keep pushing that and bringing that into um, that crew. I mean, it seems like they're just fresh for it. I love that. Well, from what everything I've seen, you, you've, you're making a, a very great ambassador both for Web3 and for crypto and for NFTs and the positive side of all that. Um, and I'm super excited to hopefully welcome you into the fold of nouns and, and uh, add that to your arsenal, like you said, of, of different ways to impact some of these people and, and make a difference together. That's right. Really appreciate it, Tody. Super stoked. Yeah, man. Thanks so much for the time. Uh, it was awesome to meet you. 
The discussion was was super good, and uh, hopefully we can do it do it again sometime. Maybe in a year's time, we'll come and and uh, do a redux and, and see what the first year of Bob as a noun has been. That'd be awesome. Sounds good. Sounds like a plan, man. Thank you so much. All right. Later. Bye bye.